Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Okay, uh, I forgot how we start. <laughs> oh my god. I am coming down with a little cold too, so I don't know if I sound different or. But uh, yeah. Alright, here we go. Stop. To me. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, guys. And Kevin couldn't make it to today's recording. Uh, he had to go pick up his wife from the airport. So uh, so we'll be missing Kevin on this show. Miss you, Kev. Yeah. This is episode 150. Wow. 150. Counting sheep. Numbers are getting up there. I know. And what the hell is counting sheep? feels like a milestone. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, I don't know. It feels like a milestone. 150 episodes. Let's say we take two episode breaks a year, right, for the holidays. That's three years. Like, exactly. You know? So, yeah. So, counting sheep. Counting sheep? What yeah. the hell are you talking about? I have no idea. We'll make it up as we go. Now, <laughs> now we got an idea, but we'll, we'll talk about it in the main topic. So, let's catch up with everyone's week. Yeah. Um, tell me what you've been up to there, Stevie. Yeah. So, We've been talking about this F-16 that uh, a bunch of us got at this at the homestead, uh, the Florida Fun Fly. Sure. So oh, is it Squadron Dumbass? Squadron Dumbass, yes. So okay. mine's pretty much done. I have like two bolts to bolt in, and mm-hmm. then basically that's it. Like everything is set up. I have all the electronics set up. My retracks are working. Yeah, I just have to get my pilot figure from Kevin, put that yeah. in there, and then glue up the canopy, and, and it's ready to go. So... I don't think I'm going to maiden this weekend. I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh-huh. But most likely I'll probably maiden the weekend after if the weather is nice. And I want to try to get at least like a couple of the other folks with their F-16s ready Yeah, too. sure. So, Make a day of it. Yeah. I got um, a quick question. Yeah. Uh, the retracts, didn't you say they were air? Like yes. air up, spring down? Yes. So is there like a tank or you... you pump it up or do you have to have a compressor how does that work yeah so it's a little purple like tank it kind of looks like one of those butane lighter refill tanks okay right the small little ronson rodson whatever it's yeah of. sure um it looks like that and basically it has like a, a you know some air tubes coming out of it goes to a little distribution block that goes to the retracts uh-huh. and then there's a, a line that comes in for the um the refill and also the switch so there's a little t- switch okay. a little um i don't know yeah, it's like, like a, a little pneumatic valve yeah like a little pneumatic valve a little push valve that you know pushes open or pulls close mm-hmm. and basically what happens is uh in the closed state you fill it up and it fills up that canister mm-hmm. and then you know you have a servo hooked up to the arm and it just opens it and you see all f- three retracts go shoo, come up and then you, cool. you and then you you know you go the other way the retracts it comes down and i'm uh. like right there is a leak in my system because, I mean, this thing is like some cheap Chinese knockoff. So I don't really huh. expect much from it. But um, filling it up to about 100 PSI, I don't know if that's a lot or not, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I can cycle it probably like on and off, like right there, just sitting there, like probably about seven or eight times. Oh, okay. Right? It's not bad. Now, that's cycling, but with that leak that I have, which hopefully we're going to put some... Um, hydraulic oil in there like pneumatic oil whatever like air compressor oil to kind of help with the seals mm-hmm. and hopefully it can be a little more airtight seal that okay. i'd be able to see how long i can leave those retracts up because air pressure is what's keeping them up right so you have a slow leak and you'll see like i'll cycle them like five times six times and on the seventh time 
I'll go up, and then one will just kind of creep down a little because it doesn't have enough okay. air pressure. And then yeah. the other one starts creeping down, and it won't fully unlock because it's still air pressure, but not enough to fight the force of the spring so, or uh, not or not little enough for the spring to overpower the air pressure. So yeah. it kind of stays halfway, and uh, like, I'm like, I hold, I'll hit the retract button, and it's like click, and it'll all click down and lock in. Yeah. So, well, the good good part about that is if, if it did all leak out in flight, they would just come down. You could yes. still land. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you could still land without having to belly land it. Or, because, you know, this right. thing has like the missiles and extra gas tanks and everything. Oh, the yeah. All that crap would get tore off. Yeah. It would tear right off. So, um, But it's looking well, pretty cool, man. Cool. I assume that's kind of how they worked. I've just never really uh, took the opportunity to check one out. Mm-hmm. And one thing about this I, I like is compared to the electric retracts, they're very light. Like right, the whole right. system is very light. So don't have that yeah. big motor and gears and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see what else did I do? So I built more of the Goblin Comp Thunder. That's what I'm going to call it. At least it's a it's a Goblin competition that I'm converting in semi into a a Thunder, but not a Black Thunder because all the hardware is still silver or chrome or you know polished, right? right? So it's the Goblin Comp Thunder. <laughs> um, I, I, I got, like it. Yeah, I got the X Nova motor installed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Scorpion 130 amp. So the X Nova is a, a 4525, 520 kV. So okay. yeah, good size for that size. You know, it's a little bit on the smaller. Yeah. I, I think I run on my normal one, I run a 4535, but it's right. fine. It'll do fine. The 130 amp Scorpion on there, uh, Tribunus. It's going to obviously run a Neo for my V-Control Touch. And I'm waiting for my set of KC servos I'm going to be putting in there. So right now I'm transplanting my uh, my brushless servos from my Black Thunder. Since I haven't really been flying that, because I've been just dedicating most of my flying time to Nitro. Mm-hmm. I've been um, So that's that hill is just sitting there. So I'm going to start stripping some of the old servos out of there, put them in the night rig. So that way I could get... I could redo that, do some maintenance on the my electric seven hundred, sure, and sure. install the KC servos on there. So try those out right. on that one. It'll give you a chance to fly the new one, get it all set up, tweaked yeah. in, and all that stuff. Right, yeah. right. Uh, let's Good see. Deal. Besides that, I got my Night Radiant uh, that came in on Monday, yesterday, and it was pouring rain all day yesterday. And it came at nine o'clock, and my daughter came home from school around. Uh, 3.30, so she was able to bring it inside then. But it sat out <laughs> in the rain, in the puddle. Just oh, like, geez. Like, soaking wet. The box was soaked. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm coming home from work, and I'm texting you and Kevin, and, and I'm looking at, like, the video clip of, of, of the box <laughs> as my daughter's bringing it in the house, and I'm like, it's on yeah. the floor, and I'm like, oh, it's totally wet. I come home, yeah. and... I literally peeled the brown box away from the, the box that it's in. Like, right. literally just take a corner and just peel it <laughs> like right peeling off. peeling a banana. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's, oh it peeled right off, and I'm like, okay, so that's soaking wet. But to my surprise, the actual Horizon Hobby box, which is not thick. It's not like a shipping box. Sure, it's very thin. Sure, it's more like a poster board type yeah, box. Yeah, exactly, right? Like a corrugated you know, cardboard but a thin one. Mm-hmm. Um. The bottom of one of the sides was pretty soaked, and then one side had like a wet spot about probably about like eight inches wide and four mm-hmm. inches deep, right? So it wasn't too bad. 
And I open it up and I pull out the big styrofoam tray that the, the bird's in. And sure enough, everything is dry. Mm, so nice. I lucked out. I lucked out big time yeah, on this. Yeah, you did. I totally was like, oh, well. I even told the wife, I'm like, quote, unquote, manage expectations. Oh, man, <laughs> it got wet. The electronics must have gotten wet. Now it's uh, done. It's broken. I'm going to have to buy one. another one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, sheesh, you know, but hey. <laughs> She lucked out. I didn't have to buy another one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, we'll see after the main, I should say. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, it's, uh, uh, you know, it got to me safe and dry. Um, I did get a couple other things in. I ordered, uh, uh-huh. not ordered, but uh, I put a post up on, I think, RC Heli Hangout on to see if anyone had any used mini V-bars. Because all these planes that have been kind of picking up, I right. I like to fly them on V-Control. and. Sure. So I I don't mind spending one hundred twenty five dollars or a hundred bucks on these V bar neos. I mean, uh, V bar mini V bars. So, uh, one of our uh, one of the the members of that group, Joel Rickerson, mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I got like five of them," and he was going to oh, wow. use them for the same thing, like for planes and stuff. But he just never got around to using them, I think. So I was like, "Okay, let me know what you want for two of them with the V link sats." Mm-hmm. So he gave me a great price and. You know, so I was like, "All right, let me get two. I bought two. I got them in. They're the Gowie version, so they they're the yellow case of the Gowie, which I don't mind. Right, right. Yeah, so the same. Yeah, um, they're the same thing. He already transferred the registration directly to me, which was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a big help. It's a big help. So it's none of that like download the log file and then send it to yeah. VBar yeah. and just makes everything yeah. a much faster, easier, and quicker. Yeah. To do that. So you know, initially I did have trouble getting the drivers working, but What's cool about the VStabby 5.3 software, for folks that might not know, or, and maybe Kevin, if you're listening in on this, because you'll need to register um, one of the ones that I'm, I'm selling to you, is um, the drivers for the V-bar, mini V-bar and V-bar standard is included with the installation of the software. So when you install the 5.3 software, you go to the program files, x86 folder, um, Go under, like, I think it's uh, VStabby, and then there's drivers. So there's a folder called drivers that has a driver. So you just go to your device manager on a Windows machine, and, you know, you'll see the device. It'll be, like, unknown drivers, VStabby, or I think it says, like, VBAR unknown controller or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just basically update the drivers, point it to that folder, and boom, it installs the drivers for you. Oh, Instantly, nice. 5.3 will read your thing. Um, you go to your VStabby account, and you, all you do is just go click in there and say, hey... I want a little V-plane or V-SIM or whatever, all this stuff. And it'll automatically, um, next time you go to online update, it'll update it. It'll give you that option to update to that. And you just click on it and it updates. It's quick and easy. I got it set up. I got it already wired up in the, the Radian. I just need to find uh, where I'm going to actually place it and mount it in there. And then um, and get the rest of the airplane built. So I'll have that ready to go and... I don't know, probably an hour after the podcast done recording, to tell you the truth. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to, no, not to at get all. ready to fly. So, cool, man. Yeah, so I can't wait. I can't wait to... Uh, I got a lot of birds. What the fuck? I'm turning into a planker. You kind of are. I mean, you got the... Yeah, you yeah, got Tortuga, a lot. Tortuga, F-16, yeah, and the radio. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. I bought three birds in the last, I don't know, month. I thought I was a planker. You got more birds than you got more planes than I do. <laughs> I did give away a plane this past weekend too. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, so I brought my uh, the Great Plains Kunai, which you mm-hmm. know I figure I have a radiant. I don't need a kunai. 
even though they're kind of different. Yeah, they're completely, totally different. Yeah, <laughs> they're big wings, you know. <laughs> they're big planks that fly. But, but you know, I was like, yeah. oh, man, you know, I don't have room in the garage. I'm not sure. going to have two big planes. That like, I mean, not that the kunai is big. This is way bigger. It's two-meter wingspan. It's way bigger than the 1.3 or whatever right. the kunai is. Right. But, um, but anyways, I was like, you know, one of my club members, Tony, he's always helped me out, like, you know, oh, uh, I need a screw for this, or, you know, does anyone have CA or tape? Like, I don't bring anything to the field, but he's always there, and he always has something, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Tony, do you want this plane? He's like, yeah, how much you want for it? I was like, don't worry about it. I'm going to take a couple flights, you know, get my last couple flights on this plane. I'll rip out the mini V-bar, and it's yours. He's like, dude, really? I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I know you like gliders, so I gave it yeah. away to him, and he appreciated it, so which is awesome. That's cool, man. That's yeah. It's, I don't know, there's something rewarding about giving a plane to somebody that, like, really appreciates it and likes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll use it and have fun, you know? Yeah, and get yeah. get enjoyment out of it. I love that, so, definitely. I agree. All right, so let's go with your weekend. How was that? Or your week? Well, speak, speaking of Radians, um, I ordered one. What? This morning. What? This yeah. morning? Yeah, this morning. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> you got oh, it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's six degrees of thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kevin. Jeez, I was when it first came out. I was like intrigued. I was like, I want one, mm-hmm. but I've I've got the reg. You know, I've got the older, the regular radian. So I was like, Nah, I don't really need two. And I mean, so it's the same radian without the light, basically. I exactly. mean, it's a little bit different so fuselage, like, but still yeah. Light, so yeah. I was like, Nah, I don't really need one. So I, <laughs> but then then Kevin gets one and he's talking about it, and then you get one. I'm like, well, damn it, I guess I'll get one so so we can fly them together at night. <laughs> Welcome to the RC after hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, I figure next summer. Uh, Flight Fest or the uh, the Heli Fest or wherever the hell all three of us end up, mm-hmm. we can fly them together. So that should be fun. Yeah, Urcha. If we go to Urcha yeah, this year. Urcha. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see. I'll get, I don't know. It'll be a few days. Uh, I got mine from uh, Shannon. So it'll be uh, probably a few extra days to get here. But that, no problem. There's I'm no in rush. no hurry. Yeah, nah, when it's coming. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I didn't know uh, Shannon, I mean, I know he has, I actually only find helis, but he also has his actual hobby shop, which is planes and cars, yeah, right? right, right. He has a hobby shop in Virginia, that's, and he sells planes and cars and, and everything. He, he he mainly just focuses on the heli stuff for the online, only find helis. Yeah, but, and the events but, and stuff, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. can get pretty much anything. Yeah, awesome. So, so I got that. Um, I did get out uh, Monday, and I put three flights on my five sixteen and three flights on the Oxy four. Nice, dude. I'm rusty. I have flown almost none in like two months. Oh boy. So how that working? Yeah, getting away from flying, uh, man. Shit. Yeah, just not. When I wasn't working, it was been raining or I had something else going on. So, I mean, I got a flight here and there, you know, I've talked about, but no, like, six flights in a row. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm a little rusty. I was I was getting back in the groove after about four, four flights in, but nice. uh, it, it takes a few to knock the cobwebs out. Mm-hmm. 
but that was fun. It was it was a really nice day. So um, that's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And um, oh yeah, and I bought a camper. What? Yeah. You bought a Radiant and a camper? Damn, baller. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even talk about uh I didn't even talk about my weekend. I flew it was a whole club fun fly and everything, but uh, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's all right. We'll talk about that. Uh maybe Kevin and I will talk about it the following week just because yeah. uh, you know, we were both yeah. at that fun fly. But sure. yeah, there was a little club fun fly, you know, just club members basically. And right. I flew the crap out of my goblins. I think I got like I got at least six or seven flights on the Black Nitro. I, I really nice. have to do maintenance on it. I could tell the dampeners are going on it. And uh-huh. I can, like, I don't know if my motor is going or nothing, but, like, I put a lot of fuel through that motor. I need to look at that motor. I need to take that back plate and exhaust check off, too. Check the bearing and stuff. Yeah, and check, ring. check the ring and the bearing. But in case that it's starting to go, I should replace it before it blows, you know, yeah. the piston in their sleeve and stuff. You know, right, other parts, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you can spend $10 now or... Yeah, a hundred dollars, seventy dollars, yeah. or a hundred dollars later. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll talk about that. But you bought a camper, huh? I did. Wow. Um, you know what's funny uh, that you bought a camper? Oh, really? What? What's? What's that? We go right to the main topic: counting oh, sheep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what, counting sheep. What we're referring to is your your fun fly accommodations or your your sleepover yeah. at the fun flies, right? Or you, how you handle you, it. You got to the fun fly, mm-hmm. your first fun fly, and you made it. You traveled. You brought all your stuff, and yep. you had fun all day. Now it's dark. Now what do you do? Yeah. So <laughs> you're exhausted. <laughs> so we broke them into three kind of main categories, right? Mm-hmm. So like your first one was going to be a hotel stay, right? Um, right. You know hotel airbnb whatever like anything of that sort right sure um and then your second would be like your your, you could sleep in your car your truck or you could tent Mm, right tent at the field and then your your ultimate power move is your camper rv right right? it's kind of like best of both worlds so let's go into the hotel portion first and we'll kind of do the pros and cons of each yeah because I think uh, probably you and I have both done all three of these methods. Yes, definitely. Over the last yeah. few years. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yep, several times with, with each one of these types, yes. Yeah. Um, hotels are, um, there's there's a good bit of pros, but there's a good bit of cons, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. It's it's kind of uh, evenly split. It's, um, it's quieter, mm-hmm. cleaner. Mm-hmm. Actually got a real bed to sleep on. Yes. So you'll get better sleep, right? I mean, just that's better pretty much sleep. guaranteed. Yeah. Right. A nice hot shower at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yep. Can be good. Um, a proper toilet, you know? Yes. You know, like. That can, be, that can be important. Yeah, you know, especially, I don't know, especially like the shit that we eat at these fun flights sometimes. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I need, I need a proper bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's um, so. I mean, I, I've done, um, I've probably done more hotel than any of them. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not a big, uh, never have been a big like camper, like tent camper. Mm-hmm. So um, I've done more of the hotel staying. But along with all those pros, you got some big cons. Yeah. I think the biggest con of all is having to leave the fun fly. Yes. Because 
there that question always hits my mind when I'm at a fun fly and I'm like I'm tired. I kind of want to go to sleep. You know, it's late. You know, let's say it's po- you know past midnight, right? So it's pretty right. late. Sure. You know, it's like oh man, do I leave? Do I stay a little longer? They're still flying. They're sti- well, there's flying and there's shenanigans yeah. and there's fun. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. If yeah. you're like me, you have FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out. Right. You know. So, so having to leave the fun fly is a big con, in my opinion. Yes, because, it is. You know, Huge. we spend all this money and time to go to these fun flies, and like to have to leave every night because you need, mm-hmm. you know, because you want to sleep. Basically, <laughs> like, yes. you know, it kind of sucks. Yeah, and it's kind of do you do you leave early? I mean, relative, you know, do you leave at midnight so that you can get back early the next morning? Mm-hmm. Do you stay to two or three in the in the morning and then not come back till 10 or 11 the next day. I mean, you kind of got to decide how you want to play that. Right. Right. It's, it's kind of hard to do both. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do both because as soon as you go to that hotel room and you like settle in, you're going to, yeah, you're not going to be back up. Yeah. You're not setting your alarm for three hours later. And no, (laughs) and especially here's the other thing, the cost of the hotel, right? So right. you're averaging spending maybe what maybe sixty eighty dollars to two hundred bucks give or yeah. take right yeah probably so, somewhere in the one twenty to one fifty probably for just yeah. an average yeah depending you can get, you where get you cheaper go. places mm-hmm. um or you can get nicer places yeah and I mean I'm kind of spoiled I did a lot of business traveling in my my twenties and and thirties so like mm-hmm. I don't like to stay at like uh, motels you know like yeah. it, it's, yes. it's usually like a Hilton or, you know, maybe it's like Best Western's okay, like those type yeah, of, but it, you know. Yeah, but one of the, the higher end, yeah. Chains, I mean, right. not, the, not, yeah, not a, a super nice place, but you want, uh, you want your door to open into a hallway and everything be nice and quiet and clean. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah. I'm a little spoiled too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? So then you're like, okay, you know, you're spending all this money and time and you have to drive there so you can't partake in any beverages at night or anything like that exactly you know and depending on the field and the location it could be uh you know five to ten minutes or Mm -hmm. it could be like 45 minutes away yeah i mean it just depends on what you can find right close by you know and like then you know like even if you decide maybe i'll have a drink you know whatever and you're like okay an hour later, I'm gonna go drive, but like then you're like driving through those towns and places right. you're not middle familiar. of the night. Yeah, you're not place you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's not great situation yeah. to be in. So easily, if you think in a weekend, but beyond the pilot fee and the dinner, I mean, like any type of raffles or mm-hmm. um, you know food and gas to get down there, you're spending three to six hundred dollars. You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. considerable. That's you know. Mm-hmm. So there is that with the hotels. Now, like I said, you know, you're spending that money because you're getting a proper bed. You're getting the quiet. You're getting the bathroom and the shower and, you know, a mirror and a hair dryer if you're one of those guys, you know. Nope, nobody's going to, uh, you know, th- throw a firecracker in your tent. <laughs> in your tent or around your tent, you know. <laughs> the other thing, I, 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 other thing which I guess we go kind of go into the tent stuff is, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, it depends on what, what kind of sleeper you are. If you're a light sleeper and you can, and like noise wakes you up, then ooh, yeah, 
that's a that's a hard that. time you're gonna have camping. So yeah. So let's go into cars and tents, right? So that's kind of the right. next phase. Oh wait, wait. Before we leave the hotel, so we're rating the the cost by dollar signs. So the hotel will probably be three to four dollar signs. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. So now we'll go to car and tents. So pros, it's cheap as fuck. Yes. It's super cheap, and low cost. Right. Low you cost. buy yourself you can, a tent, an airbed, uh, a tent, like a, a tarp, uh, like a, <laughs> a, yeah, an air mattress or a, a sleeping bag or something. Yeah, a cot. I'd say all in, you could probably what a hundred bucks will get yeah. you what you need. Like you go to Walmart, a hundred, hundred fifty. You're like yeah. high living that, on a tent. That you, like, you can know? use multiple times. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, you can spread that. Uh, you can spread that hundred fifty dollar investment over. Yeah. You know, all summer at least, probably two or three summers. Let's you say, take care of. yeah, let's say I spent $200 on my, all my camping gear. Now, I'm talking <laughs> about a four person tent, a tarp to put on the bottom, uh, right. air mattress. I even bought a, like, a, one of those, like, cots, like the military cots that kind of unfold mm-hmm. out. Um, a sleeping bag, a pillow, and a blanket, and, like, a little camping light, right? So I could maneuver right. inside the tent. That's probably about $200 worth. Right. And I've camped at least. I don't know, five times, six yeah. times. So you break that down. I mean, yeah, and you could probably do five, six more. Yeah, I could equipment. if I wanted Easy. to. You know. Yeah, but it basically costs me thirty-three dollars each time. Yeah, that's nothing, and right. it takes very little room in a car, hmm? right? So that's good too. I mean, granted, you'd stay in a hotel. You don't have. It doesn't take any room, and then oh, I know another. We forgot a big con for the hotel. Oh, what's the big con? That's having to pack all your crap up every night. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So, yes, let's roll back to that a little. Not only having to pack all your stuff up, you're also risking the fact that you're leaving, unless you bring your helicopters into the hotel, you're leaving all your shit outside, which I've heard horror stories at like Urcha and other events. Right. Depends on the location. Yeah. And that's another reason probably you're like I am and we're a little spoiled and go for the higher-end hotels because... Mm -hmm. Safety. They're generally yep. a little safer in yes. the parking lot yes. than the lower end. Yes, I totally I mean, that's agree. Just the way it is. Yes, but yeah, you can. Like I le- would leave my pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just drop know, it would, down. I would right? leave your it, tables. Yeah, but then and the tables and you know maybe a chair, but all the helis, all the tools, chargers, all that crap has to go back in the vehicle. Yeah, and go with you now unless. I mean, you have friends camping there which they could watch yourself so well, if they could true. then I might leave that's my generator true. and maybe some that's, of my tools and yeah, you know that's leave. a good point but like my radio and helicopters and my batteries are like I don't feel safe leaving them out right even if my friends are there because I don't want to put it on them to be the ones responsible yeah you know? I mean if they're asleep and somebody walks by and picks up your yeah, 700 right. and walks away I mean it, they're not I mean, yes, they were watching it. No, 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 they're not. They're not, not liable. Their, yeah, that's not their responsibility. No, really, no, not so. at all. But I mean, it's just that, like, it's it's asking them to say, "Hey, can you watch my stuff?" You know, right, right. Well, just or somebody being around. I yeah, guess. yeah. So, so okay, that's definitely a con on the the hotel side. Yeah, okay. we forgot about that one. So back to the car tent stuff. Um, staying at the field is a pro, big time. The yes, stuff, huge. The stuff that you miss out on is insanely like it's, it's you can't quantify it really because it's all you know someone's opinion but it really is like to 
the essential part of like being it's the best part of the fun the fly. fun fly. Like you can stay late. You can you know if you're not flying, you can have a couple of drinks and hang out with everyone right. and you don't and have talk to go. Shit All and, you got to do is stumble your ass to your tent yep. and you're good for them. Stumble your butt to the tent, pass out. Um, there's another pro I'm gonna say compared to the hotel, which I guess would be a comfort hotel. It's, and you mentioned that right, you stayed late. And then you go to the hotel, then you end up coming late to the mm-hmm. back the next day, right? So one of the mm-hmm. pros I would say is that, like, you could stay late, still get six hours. I mean, you know, like stay up late, get mm-hmm. your six hours, and wake up. And it's like seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning. You're like, right. all right, I'm gonna get some nice morning flights right. in. And, yeah, and you will wake up early. You know, if the sun's coming in on you and stuff. Yeah, you'll feel it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that is nice. I mean, one one of the nicest times to fly, I think, at Fun Flies is early in the morning weather's calm and mm-hmm. it's just quiet and it it's it's really enjoyable to go get a couple flights early yeah in the morning. and if the, the fly line is super relaxed there's mm-hmm. not busy at all mm-hmm. you exactly. know because all the people that left for the hotels aren't there yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so exactly. so th- that's definitely a pro yeah. um all right any other pros before we go to the other side you can uh, you can leave your you don't have to pack all your stuff up yep i mean yep. if you have a pop-up and you can't at or under the pop-up i mean it's i feel okay leaving most of my stuff sitting around you know maybe just get gather it up right and put it right in front of the tent or something you you've obviously driven down there so you have a vehicle so you could yeah, put like your yeah, helicopters throw, keep, keep right. your helicopter batteries or charge like all that electronic stuff dry in your car sure and then sure. you don't even really have to even think twice about anyone no, taking anything because your car's right yeah, there you're right, you're there. right there exactly yeah, that's correct. exactly all right, so the cons. The weather. Big time. The weather and the environment, yes. You can get lucky and the weather will be great. Or nine times out of ten, it's either going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Super hot. Hot, humid, and sticky. Yep. Or all it comes with that with the bugs and insects. Mm-hmm. Or it's raining. Yep. Damp and wet. Muddy. muddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nasty. Yep. And think about uh, like. You know, you're going into your. It's like muddy outside. Now you're going into your tent. Right. You know, now you're tracking all that mud into your tent. Take and your you shoes to, on and off, and yeah, yeah. Try to you know keep outside area and an inside. I, it it's just it's dirty. You know. Yeah, I it's mean, just messy. That's the way it is. Yeah. It can be noisy. Yes. At night, Noise is on a the big place. thing, um, especially when there's night flying, and even uh-huh. if there's not night flying, you usually can hear because you're in an open field. You can pretty much hear a lot. Of right. the critters, you could hear a lot of the people walking around. You could hear um, definitely drunk people. <laughs> you could hear f- people flying. Like you I know, hear- I know, Kevin had a complaint—not a complaint, but it was a concern. Like he was like, "Oh man, you know, like these guys are flying their nitros really late at night." I was about to say you can hear Lincoln's uh, nitro rooster uh-huh. at five thirty in the morning to wake you up. That's always good. I will. I do have a tip with this though. Um, the uh, soft foam earplugs. Mm-hmm. I found those to be super helpful. Yeah. To bl- block out a lot of that noise. Yeah. And they're and they're comfortable if you get the soft ones. Yeah. Which kind of squish and then put in your ear. Yep. Yep. They're not bad to sleep with. Not so bad that to is sleep one with, tip yes. with that. Definitely. Um, the other thing is like the setup of the tent and the tear down of your tent and your camp stuff. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have to set up a pop-up anytime you go, but like, yeah, it's setting up your tent and your amenities and stuff and your air mattress and blowing that up. I personally hate air mattresses. 
I, every time I blow them up, they always leak on me and they get soft at the middle of the night. And <laughs> you wake up and you're the stick poking you in the ribs. Yeah, like or, I feel yeah. like the ground, you know, yeah. like, and it's not like an even air out. It's like, like, I'm like, kind of like, I don't know how to One-sided. describe it. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're in a hammock, you know how you, like, you feel like, yeah. you know, like you're caved in on the inside, like in the yeah. middle. Yeah, that's what yeah. I feel like. And uh-huh. I hate that. That's why I bought an actual <laughs> cot that sits off the ground. Right. You know, I, right. I've never used it. I bought it. It's in my garage, but I have yet to use it. And then beyond that, because of the you're outside in the weather, you don't have any heat or AC usually. You know, yes. some folks will get like a little AC unit or a fan. Mm-hmm. Right, fans are good. Yeah, yeah, fans um, help. Fans help. Um, an AC unit. If you have a generator, you can uh, set it like. Um, like you can set like a little small table or something and put it right up to the window of your tent. Works okay. Yep. You know, so there's a few little tips and tricks that that make it um, more bearable. Yeah. It just depends on your um, the level of comfort you're after. I yes. guess I should say. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing with the the tent stuff, um, I notice is I don't know if it's like. The time of season, I guess time of year. I guess it is. Usually, mm-hmm. I notice it in um, at the fall mowdown or spring fling or at the Rochester event. Is that the inside of the tent? There's so much water actually, just like on the inside part of the con- okay, yeah, tent, condensation. The condensation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you touch mm-hmm. the tent, and it's like you get rained on. So don't touch yeah. the tent. You yeah. Know? So that's a bit of annoying, you know. Yeah, the weather when the temperature change swings a lot from day to night, you yeah. get a lot of condensation. Yeah. Now dollar sign wise, right? Costs <laughs> we're talking about one dollar sign, if that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Half a dollar sign. Yeah, half. There's one there's one method I know a couple guys do that would kind of fall into the car tent camping. Uh-huh. These are the hardcore guys. And that's you take a camic, you stick it up, and you lay in it and go to sleep. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I know, the, I know the hooligans or the hoes. They they do those. Yeah, um, um, and we didn't really talk about the car side either. So this was kind of more on the tent side. But yeah, you could do the hammock, right? Do a lot of carports mm-hmm. at these uh, fun flies. And sure. If you're okay with just sleeping out in the open, you know, yeah, that's an option. I mean, I know that, at, that's that really is the cheapest way. Yeah, I know at Urcha, you know, folks will like go find a tree and set up a hammock and just. Mm-hmm. Sure. Chill out there. I personally like to feel a little more secure by having some type of cover just so that I don't feel like a bug's going to. Yeah. Well, you got bugs and you got rain and the fog and the dew, which I know they have rain flies and bug nets and all that crap. But I mean, it, I feel like it's a little more of a hardcore way to go, which is great. I mean, if it works for you, by all means do it. Yep. Cause it, (laughs) You literally got something that takes up no room. Yeah. It's like a, and, uh, a little bag, sleep, a little pouch. Yeah, sleep pretty well in those things, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, on now on the car side, right, as you get the same thing. You get to stay at the field. It's low cost because you've already driven the car down there, right, to get there. Um, noise is a little bit better because you are yes. in like a damp shielded. Shielded, right. right? So weather, bugs, all environmental stuff is less of an issue. Comfort, though, is like I don't like – unless you have like a – an SUV or a, a you know yeah. a truck that like has a you can flatten out the back and you can right. make you know sleep right. there. I I don't like sleeping in a chair. No, I don't either. And and again, this is like there's different levels. I mean, right. if you got your normal like sedan car and you just recline your seat back and sleep, 
Um, I can't sleep that way. No. Like it just, I'm uncomfortable. I like to lay on my side. Yes. Yeah. So, it, um, some people can sleep that way and, you know, feel great the next day. I feel miserable. Yeah. Um, but like you say, if you've got an SUV, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those, you can fold the seats down and actually put a, a air mattress or yep. a foam pad or something yep. Yep. and sleep pretty well. You yep. know, if you have a bigger SUV. Yeah, you got a Tahoe or Suburban, shoot. Sure. You got you got a queen-size mattress back there. The only yeah. thing with that, also just be mindful, is that now you don't have a place for your helicopters. Exactly. You know, your skier, right? Like some of the stuff, you know, you can put in the front seats for sure, and you can probably fit most of it. Right. It depends on how many helis you have and how big your car is. I mean, you get some of it in, yeah. but it's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me roll around in the middle of the night and get stabbed with a tail fin or something. <laughs> right? Or the edge of the, like the corner of a blade. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Those, those get sharp, man. V- yeah, VTX sliced your damn yeah, arm open. seriously, right? <laughs> so, but, you know, you do have the option of turning the car on. Um, you do yes. waste gas, but you can have the heat on. You, you waste have- gas, and it's it's... It's really, really not great for your engine to sit and idle all idle night long. All night, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's people do it, and it's okay. It's it's not great for it. No, I'll just not believe great. it at that. So you could have the heat and AC, so you can kind of yes. get comfortable with the temperature inside and the sure. humidity. So, so that's yep. that's a that's a you're out of the man. rain. Mm-hmm. You're out of the bugs. Yeah. And now this is like this is the master status. Okay, this is this is like I'm a pro at this <laughs> i'm a pro at going to fun flies i'm a pro at uh staying at the field right and what yes. we're talking about is campers and rvs mm-hmm. so recreational vehicles and campers that you tow with your car so um all right pros right off the bat you're staying at the field just like camping and car staying tenting, at the right field. yep exactly uh it's definitely quieter like you would be quieter. in your car right it's, it's very right. enclosed insulated shielded from the environment and and out of the weather and all that stuff. Um, it's awesome that you have amenities, right? You have a, right. A, a AC, you have heat, you have running water, you have a water heater. You could actually like take a warm Frigid. shower if you want to, right? Take a take a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not not a hot thirty minute shower like no. a hotel. No, no, but no you can like take a, a warm. You can take a hot water and you know yeah. wash your hair and clean up. Yeah, it's a military you a, shower. You you sure you wet. You soap, soap, you rinse. Yep. That's it. Yep. And in each interval, you're turning off that water because you don't right. have much. You don't have much water with you. Even if there's hookups, you also have to worry about your gray water and black water, right? So that's a con, exactly. actually. I want to talk about too. Exactly. Uh, refrigerator. Yeah, big time. Stove. And a, and a fridge, like not just a fridge, but you also have a freezer, so you can have ice cream. Freezer. You ice can have cream. ice pops. You know, for those hot days. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, a refrigerator full of water mm-hmm. or Gatorade, and then. Yep. Other beverages for nighttime. That yep. that's a big plus. Yeah. Like I said, a stove mm-hmm. can cook. Yep. And most of these also have like little grilling deals mm-hmm. on the outside too. That like you're like a, either an add-on, like you just kind of hook up, and there's like a hook up to the propane tank that's in your. Sure. You know, well, we'll get to that in a second. The mm-hmm. the uh, amount of stuff you can take with you. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. This is a big one that uh, you brought up, so I'll let you say it. All all the stuff there. Yeah. So you get to set this up as your secondary home, right? So you have your pillow, your blanket, your helicopters, your tools. Oh, we forgot to say your bed. Your bed, right? Mo- like, most of uh, the most campers don't have great mattresses mm-hmm. in them, but you can always put a good mattress. I yes. mean, you can make yourself a good bed when you 
when you own own it. Yes, but let's let's also put a clause in there because, like the McClellans, right? They have a they have a camper, but it's like a pop up pop out camper. It's like an, okay, so that the, the the front and the back ends pop out in their beds, and then there's a side piece that pops out, and that's a bed. Okay. So instead of like a slide out on the bigger campers, like your uh-huh. 30 foot, 22 foot, 24 foot, uh-huh. you have like these little flaps that pop out, and there's canvas, and you know, right. it's like a little pad bed. Kind of like a tent covering, though. Yeah, sort of. or like a pop up camper, you know, those yeah, old school where right. it'd be sure. flat and they pop up. Those are still better than tenting, but. They're not as good as like the, the full fledged campers where you have a bedroom, you know. Right, but you still do. You still get heat and AC. Yeah, you still get all the other menus. All the other you get, amenities. Yeah, you don't get the bugs. You know, you you have right. the stove. You have all your your kitchen dining area. You know, so you have places to work on stuff. Right, you can take um, take food. Mm-hmm. Uh, have all your stuff. Yeah, the what I ended up with is a is a what they call a toy hauler which means it has uh, a, a door in the back that folds down. Mm-hmm. And most people get them uh, to haul motorcycles or uh, four-wheelers or, you know, yeah. whatever. Golf carts, um, side-by-sides. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say my plan is to be able to haul a golf cart mm-hmm. and also to be able to fold that down and sort of have an open uh, area kind of like um, – Kind of like your traditional RC trailer, like uh, where you'd have racks for your airplanes or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatnot. yeah work so bench and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a workbench and shells, all the parts and yeah. tools. and Space for you your know, shit. Everything you might need should, will be in there. And so when I get ready to go to the fun fly, the goal is I just throw some clothes. Really, I'll probably have my clothes already in there. You know, my hobby shirts and stuff, sure. team shirts. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is, is throw a couple things in the truck, hook it up, and go. I mean, yeah. I won't have to spend two hours packing no. the helis and trying to get them no, to where you're... they're not rubbing on each other. And, you know, now it's you like keep a, everything a, in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everything will be in there. Just hook it up and go. Yeah. All you I have to do like is that's a huge pro. hook it up and go and then, like, just go food shopping. Like that's that's your yeah. loading of the campers. Just like yeah, go exactly. food shopping, buy your ice or your water and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to cook and stuff. And you bring that stuff with you. Sure. And that's it. So that's great. There, there are a lot of good cons with with the camper and the RV setup now. And uh, and the uh, same as as taking it uh, when you're leaving. Mm-hmm. When I you know Sunday comes around and I get ready to go home. Um, the way I like, if I'm doing a hotel or or even camping, you got to pack all your crap back up. Yeah, pretty much every night, you know, too. Sure, you got to load it all in there, and it, it's way less fun to pack up to leave the fun fly than it is to pack up to go to the fun fly. Because you're excited to go, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go and have fun. But then when you're ready to come home, it's like, oh damn it, now I gotta go home. I gotta go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. blah 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 it, it's never fun come sunday yep but with the with the the camper my um like i say everything's in there just kind of shut the doors and you know fold up your pop-up throw it in the back and then uh head home so yes. that's the plan anyway we'll mm-hmm. see how it works all right so let's talk about the cons now cons yeah so so h- how many dollar signs we're we gonna rate this one out of four it's probably about five or six 
<laughs> it's really expensive. I mean, yeah. so so we talk about costs, and we're talking about the dial signs earlier in this version, like in on this subject, on this um, specific mm-hmm. type of camping or, or staying at the field. Because everything, and you pointed out, everything kind of barrels down back to cost, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. there's costs in what? Everything. You got, okay, <laughs> yeah. first you got to buy yeah, you got to buy a camper. It's fucking expensive. Yes. You got to have an insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's maintenance. Yeah. You know, you got to buy tires eventually. Tires, fill the propane uh, tanks. You have to buy propane. Yeah. Yep. You got to uh, deal with the gray water, gray yeah, water, black water stuff. Yeah, that's a big stuff. one. You got to, you know, find a dump station or, you know, have a way to deal with that, that stuff. Another one, you have to have a vehicle capable. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're talking about a trailer... You have to have a vehicle to tow it. Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you're talking about a, a Class A RV or a Class C, mm-hmm. that's different. But that's those cost even more. They cost than, even more, and I feel like you still need to tow a car because if you want to go anywhere, you need. Yeah, you can't but you t- can take a small car. True, true, right, right. You can take any car. Yeah, yeah. I know the Diamantes. Yeah. They they tow their freaking Suburban. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with their whatever the bus one is, is that a Class C or? Oh, uh, that's a Class A. That's yeah, they got a great, okay, yeah. yeah, they got the big, yeah, the big ones. But yeah, everything kind of boils down to cost because you got to have a bigger car or a truck or mm-hmm. some, a tow vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to burn more gas. Yep. Uh, it's going. Um, the travel time will be longer. Yep. You can stop you know, you, for more gas. You got to stop for gas, but even just on the road, yeah, you got to drive slower, right? Yeah, you can't, you know, run eighty miles an hour down the interstate towing a big giant travel trailer. Yep. I mean, it's not safe. So it takes you a little bit longer to get there. And depending on how far away you're going, you know, that it could be 30 minutes or an hour and a half. You know, it just depends on how far you're going. But it will take you a little bit longer. Yeah, you have to drive slower. But it's also a little more dangerous, I would say, right? Like, because you're you're driving such a larger vehicle now. Yeah. So traffic is going to be a little bit harder on you. Um, Dealing with traffic, I should say taking turns you need to learn to drive something that's that big yeah it requires a little more um ability to drive you know and pull a trailer yeah and but that's also variable i mean they make really small campers that are super easy to pull and but even then you still have to take your turns wide and stuff like you can't yeah that's true that's true if you're not familiar pulling trailers you have to learn how to back up yeah the opposite Uh, controls on that you know so there there's there's parts to it that I forget because I've had, you know, CDL since I was 18. So I forget all that stuff, but you're correct. There is more to pulling a trailer than just jumping in a truck and heading down the road. Yep. Yep. So you, you do have to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, crosswinds on the highway affect you a mm-hmm. lot more than mm-hmm. no, in a normal car than, you know, sure. when Absolutely. you're calling. Yeah. You could really feel Absolutely. that. Get that whole jackknifing sway in you. <laughs> you'll yep. shit a break. You gotta change your underwear after that. <laughs> so you know there are yeah. definitely things that you gotta be mindful about. But mm. you know that's kind of all the stuff you end up learning. And once you learn it, you you know it's like you know it, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a uh, you just add a skill to your knowledge, basically. Beyond that, like obviously when you're towing, you're you're putting more wear and tear on your tow vehicle, right? You're Sure. You know your your brakes. You'll you'll have electric brakes on it, right on the mm-hmm. thing, and so 
But you're still like your transmission and your gear train is all taking that like oomph of yeah. trying to tow something. Yeah, and you're putting yeah. extra load on the, like you say, on the transmission. You're putting mm-hmm. extra load on the tires. Yep. And and it depends on your vehicle. You know, if you got a big giant truck and you pull a little small. Oh yeah, camper, you're not gonna know anything. You're not right? gonna know the difference. You know, mm-hmm. if you you hook a big giant camper to a small pickup that's that's completely. At rated capacity, when right. once it's loaded, then yes, you're going to be much, yeah, uh, much slower and and have to be that much more careful. Yeah. So. So there's a lot of variables that go into it, but yep. again, I feel like almost everything to do every con basically boils down to cost. Yeah. Extra cost. Yeah. As long as you can afford it, then none of the cons really matter so much. Right. Right. There's so. a lot of pros. Yeah. Like, uh, like I've been, I've kind of been wanting one and thinking about it for probably two years, <laughs> ever since the first fun fly. I went <laughs> okay. To. Or, uh, but it, it took me two years to get up to that level, you know, to save a little money and, and be thinking about what I wanted and how I wanted to do it. And uh-huh. you don't have to have a, a trout, you know, a toy hauler. No, if you don't no. have a golf cart or something. I mean, yeah. if, and there's only a couple fun flies that I'll, I'll even take the golf cart. Right. But I didn't have, I've got, you know, some big planes. I've got a, a you know, a 33% uh, extra and uh, uh, quarter scale edge. I've got some big planes with no good way to haul them to my local field. So I will probably do double duty with this and, and put my big planes in there if I, uh, to go out to the, the fun flies at the local field here just because I'll have all my stuff. And mm-hmm. if it's hot, I get in there and crank the air, air condition up and, and cool down for a few minutes. Yeah. So I expect to use it quite a bit. So this is something I didn't even really bring up is um, if you're going by yourself, hotel, tent, camper, whatever, right? Like you're by yourself or mm-hmm. with you and your friends. But, you know, yeah. like I'm thinking about buying a camper or an RV because – my wife wants me to get one. Mm-hmm. And the reason why my wife wants me to get one is like, she's like, you know, they, my family comes with me to the Rochester event, to Chris Ryber's event every year. And it's like, we go there and we stay at a hotel and usually like she'll drop me off at the field and I'll spend all day and she'll, you know, take the kids out mm-hmm. and do a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she went to me and she's like, well, if we, if we had a camper, I wouldn't mind staying at the field because... Like, if the kids get bored or get hot, they could just go inside a camper and they could take right. a nap, they could cool off, they could get out of the weather, they could, you know, I can watch a movie. Up, watch a movie, I can, you know, make them a snack mm-hmm. and, like, kind of do the camping thing, right? Like, the family mm-hmm. camping thing, I'll say, not the hobby. Yeah. I'm having air quotes up right now, you know? Yeah. So, no, that's true, too. And, and with, I have a, a six year old and a, a nine year old. Mm-hmm. So, that that's i totally forgot about that but that's another thing you know being able to take take your family with you and they can have a separate quiet place to go and hang out yeah that's climate controlled and like you say home eat, away from home right uh, you know watch watch some movies or watch tv or take a nap you yeah. know so that that kind of stuff is is important if you're if you want to take a family with you yes and that's where the camper much easier yeah and that's where the camper really comes into because we do the hotel thing and it's like you know like there are times where like maria's like okay i'll I'll drop you off and then you know we're gonna go do something and then she'll be back at the hotel 
And then right. I'm like, I'll call in and she'll have to come pick me up or I'll have to get a ride. You know, like logistically, it just it gets a little bit on the annoying side. With threading, yeah, you know. exactly. And, may, you know, and maybe she would want to, uh, um, you know, you go out and fly. She comes out and hangs out and watches flying stuff and then can go back and do something in the camper and then maybe come back out. Yeah. With the hotel, you're kind of stuck one place or the other. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not handy to go back and forth. Yes, right. You know, go set out at the flight line for an hour and watch everything and then go back to the camper and mm-hmm. chill out for a while. Yeah. So so that's definitely a, a pro, too, I would say, you know, with the yeah, camper RV. Yeah, I think type so. Um, you know, and that, and that also includes, like, you know um, – at Rochester, right? I, I know I use that a lot because that's that's like the mm-hmm. old, that's really the main event. My family comes with me, but we have a mm-hmm. dog now, and it's like I don't want to bring. We can't bring the dog to the hotel room because you'd have to either stay at a different hotel or right. you know or pay more money. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, but if you had a camper and you're okay with dogs at the field, then shoot, yeah, the dog could come Absolutely. with us. You know, the whole family. Yeah, everyone. the whole family exactly. So, so and, cool. and I think it's a, even a. I think it's even more important with smaller kids. Yeah. Because small kids, they like to come and hang out, but, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, they're, yeah. they're kind of done they're with the done. field. They're done, right. The yeah. hot heat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of what we had in mind about counting sheep, right? It's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there's, there's one that we really didn't touch on, and that is renting a camper. Yeah, okay. So renting a camper um, is like, it it is like both best of both worlds where you have a camper, but then it's also like a hotel because you don't, you know. Yeah, you know. in my experience, um, if you want to rent a camper and have it uh, brought and set up mm-hmm. at the field, which if you don't have a vehicle, even if you have a vehicle, that's the easiest way. Yeah, I'm gonna place this somewhere like uh, we said a hotel was three dollar signs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this is four dollar signs. Yes. Because it's definitely more expensive yeah. every time I've priced it. If a hotel, bucks a night, yeah. Well, maybe not that much, but in the two to three hundred plus, they want like you know a hundred to come set it up or fifty dollar dump fee or you know it it adds up and it usually adds up to be um, more than a uh, a hotel, but you get all the convenience of having a camper that you don't actually have to purchase and tow it with you, but you don't have all your stuff in it either. So it's kind of a mixture, a mixture of the hotel and the camper. I feel, I feel like that's kind of a newer thing. I don't remember seeing that a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. it could have just been there and I just ignorant to it, you know, didn't know about it. But yeah, it's, it's kind of in between. You have uh, a lot of the pros of the camper, but you've got some of the cons of the hotel with the extra, uh, the extra cost, cost not having and, your uh, shit right yes yeah not have still having to uh haul all your stuff and and then pack it back up at the end of the mm-hmm. end of the weekend but at least you don't have to worry about the waste stuff the uh mm-hmm. the towing the tow vehicle sure. the travel sure. time the gas i mean yeah if you're only planning on uh, attending two or three fun flies and you don't have a vehicle mm-hmm. much much better to rent than to have to go buy a truck then buy the camper and then you know yeah especially if you're going like um what bill and justin and um parker uh shaggy did is oh yeah when they went to rch and six they just rented a camper so they you know those guys flew mm-hmm. out there 
I think they rented the cars to get to the field or might have gotten picked up. But at the end mm. of the day, they were staying at the field in a camper with their stuff right. and didn't have to worry about it. And then they right. just left and they took care of it. So it's good. Yeah. So it is a good option. Yeah. Throw that in there. So make people aware. And also with the RVs now, there's there's places like Cruising America. You can rent an RV and drive it to the field to the that's place true. you're going to. So that's yeah. an option too. But that's, that's true. In my opinion, that's very expensive. I think the it last is. time me and Kevin rented one for, so we've done it two times. We went to Flight Fest both times with it. It mm-hmm. was uh, not twenty four was twenty fourteen the first year. No, twenty fifteen was the first year, right? 14 was the first year. No, 14 was the first year. So Kevin went by himself. 2015 was me, Kevin, and Jeff, the the okay. original folks that started this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And and actually, that's when we got the idea, see? So that's actually a pro that we get to talk and bullshit and have some drinks and we could think of ideas, you know, yeah. that became this podcast, you know, three years later. But it's it's funny because like we rented it and it wasn't that bad with three people. You know, I think we each dropped like five six hundred dollars per person. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. If you can split it up amongst three four people, yeah, it cuts your costs way 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 down. Yeah. But last fly fest we did, um, where we did the camper was just me and Kevin. And not only that, I think we originally rented like a twenty foot or twenty two foot. Mm-hmm. And then the second time we were renting it, they're like, we reserved a 20-foot or whatever, that same size, but they didn't have any. And we ended up renting a 24-footer, I think, mm-hmm. just a little bit bigger. That went from like being like twelve, like 1,400 to like 1,900. Yeah. And it was me and Kevin splitting that. So yeah. do the math. It gets we're, expensive. We're splitting $900 plus, plus the Plus you got to put gas in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we still loaded up the propane. We still, you know, if we used it, we had to pay for it. It's all that, and the generator that's built into those RVs, they have a clock on it, so we had to pay for the time usage on that too. Yeah, you know, so it, get, uh, it adds up. It gets it, expensive. Yeah, that was a very expensive fun uh, flight fest, and and to the point where after that one, we didn't. We went to flight fest again, but we stayed at a hotel, and we just did like a day, a day trip. Like we drew drove out there, stayed the night. Or drove out there, did the event, and then stayed the night and drove back. Like, uh-huh. kind of a quick uh, in-and-out type of deal. Well, lucky for you, Flight Fest uh, 2019, I got a bed with your name on it. Yeah. The Free Fall <laughs> RC Camper. We're gonna, that, we, we should deck right. that out. We should, put, we should talk to Chris Dunn and get some uh, vinyl work done for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a big banner on the front will be good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll start with that. <laughs> no, we'll see no, uh, <laughs> but, uh, that's cool though right like you got a camper and yeah. you know and and don't like i don't know i mean i don't know how you want to do it uh this we could talk offline i guess but um like don't worry like i, I don't know about i can't speak for kevin but i'll definitely chip in like i know it takes gas and, oh, fuel and all this stuff, you know like I'll thing is, there. I'll be going anyway so i know but still it's like at least splits like at least throw yeah. in some yeah i know food and help out right so um, i ain't worried about it yeah yeah now for the folks that have never stayed at the field at a fun fly for like a multi-day fun fly or multi-night mm-hmm. um i definitely recommend staying there whether you sleep in your car whether you buy a tent whether you, you jump in someone's camper for the night do at least one like of the main nights either friday night or saturday mm-hmm. night really saturday night i think but saturday night most fun flies is the big night yeah um you know, especially yeah, tri- the events that are like the fall mowdown, spring fling, mm-hmm. um, 
OHB or Winter Bash, I guess they're called now. Right. Any, any of the bigger ones. Uh, Urcha, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and we say it all the time, get to a fun fly. If you've never been to a fun fly, get to a fun fly. Um, and now we're going to say, once you get to the fun fly, stay at the fun fly at least one night. At least you know, one get night. Get a cheap tent at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's. I mean, we made it sound terrible. It's really not. It's it's a a good experience, and you'll you'll make memories. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely worth doing. Yeah, definitely. And and trust it from me. Like I've never gone camping before in my life until I went to a fun fly. So mm-hmm. everything was new. Setting up a tent, what to buy, what to get. Like I overbought a lot of things. Like you right. know, right. But it's but That's you learn that. You learn that and. And get it at Walmart. I mean, yeah, if you want yeah, to be a baller and go to REI, you can do that, or yeah, you know, Bass Pro Shop or any of those. I mean, like, if you're you know? just yeah, if you're just going to plan on spending one night at a fun fly or two, I mean, you don't need some super fancy Arctic rated tent. You just yeah. just a cheap one from Coleman Walmart or anything fine. like yeah, just, their Ozark yeah. Trail stuff is actually really really good for the price. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to spend a ton of money. Yeah, save that money for parts and uh, yes, more planes parts. and helicopters. Yes. And a V-control <laughs> touch. Yes. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely cool. And one of the best things I love about staying over is that like, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm getting older. So like my body has an alarm clock. Like I mm-hmm. could go to sleep at four in the morning, but at 7.38, I'm like, yep. I'm awake. Yep, yep. And That's you know what me. I do? I wake up, I take a piss, and I go fucking fire up my nitro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fire my nitro and I start hear flying. You. I, can't, I can't sleep in anymore. No, I, I can't. don't know. Used to, you could sleep till 11 o'clock. Nowadays, easily. Easy. 20s, Friggin' 30s. 7, 38 yeah. o'clock. Yep. You, like you say, even if you go to bed at 5 in the morning, I'm still up at 8. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I guess our bodies are so used to that routine. It just it can't not wake <laughs> up at that time. So I guess. So, I mean, so that's cool, though, you know, because you get some early flights in before anyone else is really yeah. up. Um, it's fun. You know. Have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe go get some breakfast and, you know. All right. I guess that's it for the main topic. Yeah, I think so. Should I do news? And announcements. <laughs> okay. All right. So what do we got here? Yeah, we mentioned this a little bit. Yeah, put this on here, Mister V Control. I love my V Control. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what I don't is even this V Control? <laughs> no, nah, I knew what it was, but I figured you put it on there. <laughs> Why don't you take a crack at? Uh, uh, I get what is it? I guess it's apps mainly is what we're talking about. Yeah. So there's a new firmware update. Um, firmware uh, and um, new apps and improvements. Yes. We call it. So new apps and improvements. It's a firmware update for the V control and also for the Neo, which mm-hmm. or Neo Basic, really, what you want mm-hmm. to use, which turns the Neo into a sensor hub. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a sensor hub? That's where you plug your sensors. Exactly, yeah. it's a hub for your sensors. So you can plug in all your your fuel meter, your temp sensors, and your and I yeah, don't know, it whatever says other here, stuff. Um, sensor hub app, which allows. Using a V-Link or non-V-Link Neo mm-hmm. as sensor hub with a special firmware. It says V-Basic is okay here. This will allow various inputs like dedicated switches, counters, or analog signals. It also allows an output on the hub to drive a transistor, etc. for own circuits. And then they got dot descriptions and all different uh, ways you can do it and use it for different things. Yeah. Um, part of this is also the fuel meter app. 
I think we talked about the fuel flow sensor on a few shows ago. Yep. So if you're flying a turbine uh, jet or a turbine heli, you could uh, keep up with your uh, fuel so you know when to land. And then here's something I thought was neat. It's a temperature switch app for switching on and off, uh, for example, a fan Mm -hmm. by the signal of the ESC or uh, a temperature sensor. Nice. So this is uh, this is going to get you somewhere kind of like where the the jetty has uh, telemetry controls, where you can take a temperature and then make it do anything yeah, you want. Yeah, make it to be a trigger for for yeah, an a trigger yeah. for something like the, like you could turn your fan on and off mm-hmm. when the temperature gets up, yeah. turns it on. When it goes down, it turns it off. Nice. That's just an example. So that's cool. Pretty neat that they're adding that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it kind of made me wonder, what is all this stuff, how does that really relate to a helicopter? And and I think it's actually more towards the planes. Like, they're trying to open this up, you know, the V-Control itself, to be more plane-friendly, I think. As far as the High-end planes. <laughs> Turbines, you know. Well, yes, or um, maybe scale helis. Scale helis, yeah, Like, I could, I see, could see the sensor hub uh, where you're being able to... Uh, dedicated switches to do different things and mm-hmm. right uh, right right you could use different the, actuators drop your open doors drop yeah and i'm sure you could probably if they don't have it maybe they they will make um sensors that would uh detect like um whether gears up or down or you know various other things so that you can start interlocking and, and mixing things together oh that would be cool because i was thinking about i that. guess they call it macro cells but yeah. I'm not sure how that works. Well, macro cells is like their version of like fully custom customizable like channels. So I okay. can and it's all like it's, the logic is insane because it's like okay, I want to do this action on this channel and I could do it when I have this on or this mix with it or that. Like it's yeah. it's really customizable, okay. but that's mainly for but I want to make sure people understand that's mainly for the neos. Now the mm-hmm. mini V bars and and standard V bars that I've been playing with with the V plane, there are limitations. They're not. It's not as configurable as right. Neo's. You need are. a you need a full blown Neo to implement all that. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like the uh, Jetty uh, has logic switches and yeah, all that stuff where you can you know this will work as long as this switch and this is in this position or like I use um, I'll use like the RPM on the fuel models to start and stop the timer. So like when it's idling, you know, if the, if the RPM is less than a thousand, the timer stops. And if it's over a thousand timer starts, so, you know, just various things like that. So nice. yeah, but I assume as Mikado rolls out more and more of these sensors, you'll start seeing more different things you can do. Like, like you said, jets, maybe scale helis, you know, turbine birds yeah, of scale, all sorts. Big, big, 3D planes too, right? Like you're talking about with smoke and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening to this has already heard about the uh, the screw on the screen of the control, but I thought I'd throw it in here. Um, yep. What is it? The, the two lower screws that go in from the back are just a tiny bit too long. Yep, so the two bottom screws are... Um, they're too long and they actually can push on the screen. Push on your screen. Yeah. yeah. So so currently they're M 
M three by twenties, and mm-hmm. Kyle recommends or Mikado recommends M by um, eighteen. Right. So just a two millimeter shorter is really all it needs. So um, you can either uh, just loosen them a little bit. Yep. Or uh, put a put a washer under there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Put a two millimeter washer, or you can loosen them up and just keep them loose. Um, right. Or just get two new screws. M three by yeah, two 18. new screws. Or if you don't want to do that, or cut um, your screws. Yeah, George uh, from Scorpion had said just take them out and cut them off. Yeah. Cut two millimeters off. Yeah, that's it. Super simple, super easy. Yeah, anyone anyone in this hobby should have a Dremel. And you just yeah. Cut the tip right off, boom, done. Yeah, so not it's not a big issue. I just... Uh, no, it's just a tip. In case somebody's it's not, a big not issue. seen it. Yeah, in case somebody <laughs> hasn't seen it, you don't want to you know, throw your transmitter in a case or something and somehow get your screen cracked. That yeah, yeah, you don't want to push down on that too hard. No. So, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about some of this stuff. I'll go over in uh, the Mikado V Control review that I'll be doing yeah, a little bit later. Right, on. right. Cool. Accurse. Huh? Yeah, they, uh, it's on sale right now. Accuracy, uh, 15% off. I'm not sure how long the sale will run. <laughs> Jonas um, was like, I don't know, I'll run until it runs, he said. Yeah. It's like, I'll run until it's not there anymore not running anymore <laughs> they started on on halloween um and as a celebration at uh, 2.0.7 is almost ready for full release yeah they got they've added some helicopters uh the n7 the goblin havoc i'm upset with them the 770 sport and they've got their own uh, scale apache yeah that you fly around N7, fantastic. Goblin Havoc, fantastic. 770 Sports, fantastic. Scale Patchy, fantastic. Where the hell is my Goblin Black Nitro? <laughs> That's the one helicopter I uh-huh. really enjoy flying That's now. a good point. Where the hell is my Goblin Black Thunder, Black Nitro Sport? Yeah. Or even just the 650 Sport. Like, it, you know, it doesn't even have to be the most recent. There's no Goblin Nitro at all. That's true. So I don't know what Jonas is doing, but he needs to. I don't know. He needs to get on that. But I finally got mine to working. Where yeah. it was messed up. Yeah, I was able to, um, and actually there was a, uh, shoot, I forgot who it was now, but one of our listeners uh, commented on Kevin's And uh, that was, that was the thing? Yeah. I, I, you just had to change the I, airfield? I changed the uh, airfield before, let's see, how did I do it? I had to change the airfield before I started flying, like before I clicked fly. Okay. Because otherwise, it was just in a continuous loading loop. Like I couldn't even get to the gray screen anymore. Okay. But once once I went, I changed the model and I changed the scenery, and it booted right up. It's been working fine. Huh. So I don't know what happened, but hopefully all that crap's going to be worked out when they finally get this two point oh point seven. Yeah, I mean, I've been on 207 Alpha or Beta for a while, and mm-hmm. I've never had that issue. Now, I did have yeah. issues with my camera, but that was my dumbass setting the the camera yeah. zoom. Yeah, incorrectly. I looked at mine. I'm on the I'm on the Beta, the 2.0.7 Beta. Oh, you are. You're on the same one. I then. am. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and it was still doing that, but oh. I think it had something to do with the multiplayer. Got it all screwed up. So I haven't tried multiplayer again. Oh, since, I heard it uh, works. So Jonas said that well, it, it, works. it may work now. I, I hadn't tried it. Yeah. To be honest, I only figured this out this morning. Okay. So. <laughs> well, maybe we'll give it a shot after the show. Just a quick, you know, test. Yeah. Sounds cool. good. 
All right. Anything else for news and announcements? That's all I've got this week. Kind of short, but I haven't really seen a whole lot going on. Ooh, I do have a quick announcement I want to make. Um, and sure. it, it, it'll be kind of short to this episode. Like, uh, as soon as this episode comes out, it'll be basically be that Sunday. But Rob McClellan, Mr. McToon, put a post oh, yes. up oh. on RC Heli Hangouts and also <laughs> on the South Jersey Heli Group's uh, Facebook pages. That uh, he wants to have an impromptu fun fly. So he was talking with Ron Riccio from my line and was like, you know, we should all get the guys together and fly. So they're planning on flying this Sunday, November 11th at South Jersey uh, Heli Group Field. It's the Allen Airport in uh, Southampton, New Jersey. So if you're familiar with the uh, Free Fall RC Heli Fest, we had it down there this year. Also the South Jersey events, uh, Heli's Gone Wild. Um, he's going to have a little impromptu fun fly, you know, it's just going to be, get a whole bunch of group of good guys flying, you know, and just having fun. Yeah, um, sounds great. For like a day trip kind of deal, right? Like a day event. So mm-hmm. it'll be Sunday. Just, uh, so definitely if you're in the area and you can make it, I think a lot of folks from Long Island come through, um, up north in New Jersey and, you know, maybe we can get some folks from the, uh, Massachusetts area and the New England area to come through too. So. You know, try to get some folks up here, you know? Yeah, Maybe talk to cool. uh, Dan Renane, right? I haven't seen that cat in a while, and he's in Maryland, so he's not too far from South yeah, Jersey. Yeah, no, no. He'll come. Yeah. Bet. So, I won't be there. <laughs> I won't be able to make it, I don't think, I, but, uh-huh. oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Southwest Haley Rodeo oh, yeah. is going on. Yeah. Or, soon, well, you may be listening to us while you're driving to it. If if you are, I hope you have fun. Yeah. Or driving home because it's it's now. Right. Basically, mm-hmm. so that's always a good event. Nice. Yeah. Never been to that one, huh? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's good. Okay. So where's that located? That's out in. Uh, is it Arizona? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's West a, Coast, definitely Arizona. Yeah, JC's or, ankle yeah. is event is basically mm-hmm. what it is. Nice. So it, it's a good good group. I know out Kyle there. was talking about trying to get out there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on the uh, the BK podcast. Doug yeah. Darby was headed yep. up there. Yep. So. Yep. I spoke to him. Oh, news announcement for Doug Darby. He has made the a metal aluminum. Oh, it is metal, but aluminum version of the Spectrum backplate sensor bracket. Yes. Yes. So he basically designed one um you know there were there were companies that used to make them right i think mm-hmm. um katie's one of them uh who else made them there's another company that made them i forgot the name of them slipping my mind but but you know it's been out of stock like no one's making them anymore so you know people were talking to doug about it and he called wind of it he's like sure i could give it a crack so i actually have one coming for me so i'm gonna be testing oh, cool. on my my black nitro so that's coming because that's all I use is back places. I know a lot of people are like, screw that, use the magnets, yeah. it's better. But I, I've had good luck with the back plates, so I'm going to keep using it. And I do not like the plastic mounts. I always feel like I'm going to, I don't either tighten down my back plate uh, right. um, tight enough or I'm going to crack it. Crack it, yeah. So it's like that fine line. So, um, so maybe yeah, you know what I'll do is when I get that in, I'll I'll do the dampeners and check my pipe in the back, you know, the ring mm-hmm. in the back plate bearing. The, yeah, just and, do it all. And I'll just do it all at once. Yeah, yeah. so that'd be a good maintenance schedule there. D- Doug's a problem solver. Got a problem? It's like, hey, can you make this? He's like, um, I don't know, maybe. Let me I, I give it try. a shot. 
bam. Next thing yeah. you know, he's rolling them out. Like, yep. Yeah, looks great. I actually should. Ah, oh, you know what? I should have had him ship me out one of those, uh, the Neo mounts that are integrated into the Goblin um, Yeah, mount. the plastic bottom with the, yeah. Those look. Yeah. Because I have that, the you know, the electric, the uh, Nightbird that I'm building, which mm-hmm. I, I did buy the low-profile um, fly barless mount from Goblin, mm-hmm. just to keep it, like, right on, like, as close to the deck as possible. But um, Does it yeah, really oh well. make much difference on an electric? I kind of thought that was more for, like, uh, nitros and gassers. It's definitely oh. more for nitros and gassers. Okay. But I like to... I like to try those things on you know, yeah sure just, you know just try it i mean you know and if if i don't like it go back to it not a big deal it's, yeah. it's a very quick and easy job to replace, right. so right. okay oh um shout out to willie murphy he's the guy that uh had the post about fixing the sim awesome thanks willie yeah that was awesome thanks man you, you said willie murphy i just charlie murphy just came into my mind <laughs> charlie murphy <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, I think we're dating uh, ourselves a little bit there. Yeah, a little. It's all right. Uh, what's next for you in the hobby? I don't have anything wrote down here because I don't know what's next for me in the hobby. To be honest, probably playing with this camper and getting it set up. Yeah, get that set up. Like You you actually have a lot of work to do because you got to figure out how you're going to rack your helicopters yeah. on the wall and your planes, yep. how you're also going to um, – like your your workstation, right? You probably build like a small workbench, right? Something where you have like your soldering iron. Yeah, I'm probably going to build a small, like a small one, nothing small big. Small one that stuff like the soldering iron and things like that will live. Mm-hmm. But then I'll probably use a table in the center, um, like to wrench on helis and stuff that could just be slid out of the way or moved. Oh, uh, uh, I was gonna say, all you do is. Um, you get yourself one of those like mats, mm-hmm. like a you know like like one of those um you know mechanic rack. Like I, I don't know, I use the one that that I got one from um, it was from Hobby King. It's like Trackstar, but it's like oh one yeah, RC I know cars. What you're yeah, yeah, like those rubber mats. So mm-hmm. you like it has a little wall, so if you drop any screws and right. bolts, it won't roll away on you. Right. Um, you put that just put it on the dining room table and just you know, and the mess will stay on that mat. And you well, have to worry yeah, about it. I I can do that, but also see, yeah. I have that whole back garage part that i'll i'll probably try to kind of keep stuff back there yeah if, if maybe anything you can also like kind of make like a, a murphy table type of deal where like mm-hmm. the table mm-hmm. swings down and like you know sure because i want i want it to be functional during the day but then i want to still save have that I room want, yeah i want to have those those um beds benches beds you know for you guys to be able to sleep on like if it's just me i can fold them up and just have the whole open room Right, but like at Urcha or, or wherever, if you guys need a bed, I want to be able to preserve those. Sure. So I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I don't yeah. think it's too bad. No, but it'll take a little time for you to get everything sorted and yeah. start building things out. So that that that'll definitely keep you busy. Yeah, more than a week worth. I'm trying really, to get in my these uh, stupid soybeans harvest between the rain is it's going to keep me busy also. So that too. <laughs> But we'll see. I might try to get out and do a little bit of flying. Yeah, you saw what Kevin said last week about you and your soybeans, right? Oh, yeah. I lost my oxy in the beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you couldn't make it on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So what's next for your me and the hobby, I guess, huh? Yeah, what's next for you, Steve? 
so I'm gonna finish the Radiant, and I actually bought. Um, so this guy Dave Merck, M E R C. It's actually pretty cool because he takes his last name. He said he has a YouTube channel and he does mainly these flight tests or not flight tests, but these Horizon Hobby type of planes and okay. you know FMS and free wing and stuff. But he does a lot of these planes reviews and stuff. But he had he, I saw his video on the Radian, so I want to give him a shout out. Some tips, you know, like like Kevin, like Kevin was saying, like gluing down the elevator and and the CG mark being. But he also has a video on setting up the Hobby King um, PCM uh, PWM switch okay. switches. Yeah. So you can take like so because I'm putting a mini V bar in there and I'm gonna have full configuration on that mini V bar, right? Mm-hmm. I can set because there's only three channels, so I have like five more or four mm-hmm. more of the channels. I could take those channels and I'm thinking about I bought two I bought three switches. So there's three buttons on the light control. There's one to go forward on your sequences. Okay. One to go back. Okay. And then one to change the speed of the sequence. Okay. Right? So like where it's like the lights are going from one end to the other and slow and I can speed that up, right? Mm-hmm. So he has a, a video on how to take those Hobby King switches and wire it into that so that way now I can remotely switch all three of those channels. Okay. So that's one of the things I'm, I, I have on order that I'm going to do when I get that. Basically, finish the Night Radiant. I'm going to, I have to build that Tortuga launcher. Mm-hmm. So, so that's on my pl- next plate. And I got to finish the Goblin. I'm just, I'm just kind of been slacking because I have to take another Goblin apart to get the, you know, the servos <laughs> out. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, it's, it's a bit of a work. I got to cut a whole bunch of zip ties, undo all the wiring you know, disconnect it from the Neo and take those servos out. Then I got to build it in a new one. Then when I get those other servos, I got to do the, you know, I got to do the whole rebuild yeah. process on that. Yeah. You know, so it's like right now what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to strip that that Goblin real quick mm-hmm. so I could get that, um, the Nightbird without the Night setup, right? Just the regular, you know, because I bought a three-bladed tail and everything. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, it's going to be another version of my, um, my Black Thunder, right? right? But I'm gonna basically, I want to have that ready by next weekend. So if I do go flying, I'm gonna fly that electric and okay. sh- give it a shakedown flight before I convert it to the night. Right? Setup. Yeah, you should put a couple flats on it uh, before you do all the night stuff, just to make sure yeah. everything's good. In case you have to redo something or adjust something. Right. Exactly. So I, I want to make sure it flies just like my other bird before I now. Right put the night canopy in and night blades yeah, you and the don't want to add extra variables to you kind of get it feeling correct right correct so so i'll probably try to get that done and so the radiant that the tortuga launcher if i get those three done in within a week i'll feel accomplished okay cool hey has anybody ever uh, discus launched a tortuga i think it would take it just grab the wingtip swinging around real hard i don't know i don't know if i think i did I? I think I asked Bert not about discus launch, but like just wing uh-huh. tip launching, and he's like, "No, no, you don't want to do that. You really have to throw this thing pretty hard." Now discus launch, though, you would probably throw it enough. Speed. I mean, if you do a full circle, I mean, you get some pretty good speed. I mean, you'd get way more speed than just throwing it overhand. Yeah, yeah. But probably not as much as the launcher. It just yeah. seems like such a pain in the ass to have to like lug a launcher around and set it up and. Mm-hmm. Especially, I'm gonna have uh-huh. to make it so it breaks down. Sounds like know? a pain in the ass to me. Yeah, <laughs> but so. I'm lazy, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> so I mean, I'll build it, 
but you know it's gonna be like yeah it's it's gonna be like the other two things I made out of PVC. I've made an airplane stand, right? One of those X yeah. X pattern stands in so. the corner of your garage. Yeah, they're on the floor somewhere in the corner of my garage. <laughs> and I also built a CG okay. um, balancing thing. So it's basically right. PVC piping with two threaded rods that stick out that I can uh-huh. put on the CG of a plane and then CG the plane. And I don't use either one of those. I was going to say, you probably use your fingers now to balance. I, yeah, I use my fingers. Yeah. I use, you know, I, I mark it with a pen. Like, I, I yeah. just put an indent in a, you know, with a yeah. pen. And just yeah. indent. And then I can put my nails right in it and it'll... It'll kind of float on that. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't, you know, it's like I built this shit. I don't even fucking use it. And I feel like this Tortuga launcher will might be that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I see for me, it would probably work fine because I'm at the house. I could just kick it over to the side. But like having yeah. to put it in your car and then take yes. it out and set it up. That means I got to break it down, right? I got to, you know. It's like a pain in the ass. Because it's going to be like three, four feet long and, mm-hmm. you know, one side's eight inches, the other side's like 14 inches or yeah. something. Like whatever the degrees I have to yeah, set. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, I, like know. I, I lug enough shit to the fun flies and to the field. I don't want to, but you know, when I do bring this out, it's going to be like, I'm not going to be just flying mine. You know, Greg has one, uh, McToon has one now. Yeah. So it's like, there's going to be several of us. So if I build it, I'm ba- I, I'll take one for the team. You know what I mean? Like I'll bring it out. I'll, I'll lug it around. That makes sense. But, you know, I mean, it works. It looks like it works. Amazing. I mean, in, until until the birds fell apart, it worked. <laughs> it worked every time, you know. Yeah. He was able to, and I saw him take off repeatedly. Oh, I tell you what, you can do for that. Um, you go on the underside of that coupling and the pipe, put a screw in it. Yeah, just drill so, a little hole and put a screw in there. And then it so won't my 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 plan is, certain parts are going to be screwed together, and then the other parts are going to be glued. Right. So there's going to be a lot of parts that are glued, like all the T fittings and stuff, and mm-hmm. You know, the smaller stuff. But then, like, the parts I need to be able to take apart, I'm going to drill holes and screw them together. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I even that, that piece, you might not have to take apart, glue it, uh, but then also put a screw. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go, like, a little one-inch or one-and-a-half-inch screw or whatever. Yeah. You know, just go from the bottom. Yeah. Even a drywall screw, fucking. Yeah, hands. wood screw. Just drill yeah. a, a small hole and then th- put a wood screw in. It'll keep it. Yep. It'll keep the glue from separating, basically. Yes. Yeah. So that'll yes, work. Exactly. Good deal. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking at this uh, radiant, and I'm I'm half like excited to fly it. I'm half ex- saying like, why the fuck did I f- buy this thing? <laughs> You're gonna be so bored with that in two minutes. I know you. And the thing is, is, is I already know. I already know this because I flew Kevin's. <laughs> at this last one fly, I'm like, Kevin, let me get that. Let me get your control. Let me get yeah. it. Come on. Let me fly. Let me fly. He's like, oh, okay. Made two laps. You're like, uh. He was like, four. he was very apprehensive of giving it, handing over the DX9 to me, by the way. But anyways, <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's a fucking glad. Well, I'll you just said shit. you try to rip their wings off of everything. No, oh. not if it's not mine. God, I, I got more. <laughs> I, I respect my friends and their property. I'm just I'm not aggravating gonna just, you. <laughs> but I mean, I did fly it and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Hmm. Pretty lights. That's, that's how I was like, looking at like, oh, at least the lights look really nice. So that's yeah. fun. Now, if I can remotely switch them, I think I'll have a little more fun with it. Just t- there's like 70 different pre- presets with right. that thing. To be honest, it, like, I don't, my only reason, the only thing I do with my Radiant is thermal soaring. Like, I fly it on 1300 three cell. And the goal is to fly as long as you can. And I've only, re- I'm, I'm not very good at it because I've not done a lot. 
but a couple times I've caught thermals and flew for like 30 minutes and landed and still had, you know, 70% battery. Wow. So that's what's fun. Trying to read the air and and getting a thermal and just go up, up, up. That's, that's where the fun is just flying it around just willy nilly. That's yeah. I mean, it's okay, I guess. But um, trying to thermal soar with them is what I think is fun because it's it's a challenge. It's a different type of challenge, I guess, than a heli. I think we should do certain challenges like who can go the highest. Well, I already won that challenge. Well, not with a, not with this though. Probably. You know. You don't or, know how high I've been with mine. Who can who can go and flighters inverted the longest? That would be a fun challenge. Just keep it inverted. Yeah, yeah. Just do you know? circuits and, and do and circuits, right? Yeah, and and still fly it though, not yeah, like yeah, figure eights. Yeah, that's a yeah. Let's do that. That'd be fun. Or here's another fun one. Do do like the uh, the limited uh, time motor. So launch it and motor up for thirty seconds, and then see who can stay up stay up the longest, the longest? Yeah. yeah like little things like that I yeah, think that'd, that'd be, be fun that'd be a lot of fun with a couple guys with them like yeah us. yeah that'd be tons and of and we're fun. doing this all at night yeah, <laughs> yeah dark yeah including the inverted flying at night <laughs> yeah we'll see how that goes it's got lights on the top too it does but not much okay not much oh, there's boy. like little strips on the ends that's it oh boy you know but there's light on a fuselage like you've seen okay. the videos and stuff okay. right they like yeah. pulsate light going down the whole fuse yeah so it's it's, it's going to be interesting, and like I said on the other show, it's like I I you know I I support flight tests. Like, yeah, you know, that so, that's another reason I wanted to get one, just because you know, it's got that gremlin on it. Yeah, being that this FT edition, it's like yeah, you know, it's it gives them more I, support. I so. feel the same way as you. I mean, I'll always have a special place in my heart for flight test. Mm-hmm. You know, I've said it before; it kind of drifted apart in my my interest got more sure, of the helis definitely stuff, me too but i still i still have a special place in my heart for those guys I yeah i still go. watch their videos here and there i still yeah. i'm still part of yeah their um flight test you know community um oh. facebook page and even mm-hmm. the road to right one even though i i don't even look at any of that stuff but still you know i'll see some posts on the flight test fans page and i'll yeah it's kind of where know. you know it's kind of where you come up or where, where you started yeah yeah Exactly, your it's roots. a familiar place that you your roots, right? So, on a side note, it seems like Flight Fest South was a or Texas was a success. Yeah, good, yeah, good I did, videos, good posts on it. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of videos and stuff, but it. Um, what yeah, I, did say, I did say, it looked see? like it was mm-hmm. fun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, Facebook likes. We are at eight hundred twenty-eight likes. I feel like. That was the same number of likes as last week. We stalled out. Oh, boy. Have we plateaued? Maybe. <gasps> oh, no. I missed one show, and you guys quit getting Facebook likes. I know. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> you know you got to be here, right? Yeah. Like, like, it takes a certain level of commitment to do this podcast. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> you know? So, you have to be here. <laughs> okay. Kevin, too. No, <laughs> I don't have access to the Podbean uh, stuff. I have the comments. If you want to read some of those, which one? The Facebook or the, the Podbean? Podbean. Somewhere. Yeah, I have. Um, like where he tells like who liked it, what. I yeah, I think that comes could... through our email. That's why. Okay. I don't so, have that. 
All right, so we'll we'll skip the Facebook comments. Let me go into our email and see. Um, we got uh, one, two, three. We got four Podbean comments. Before Podbean comments, we're gonna do website comments, and in the website comments, we do have an email from oh, cool. our friend Javier. All right, what's he been up to? Uh, let's see here. Let me just take a quick read. Hey guys, well look at me. Commenting on a plank review episode. Jeez. <laughs> I'll just ignore the fact that I and move on. Happy fate. So he's like, I want to make a quick comment. First, it's really interesting. Your ongoing FA and implications talk. You should probably make a section. But seriously, it's interesting to hear. Um, Kevin, you should write into Adrian at AccuRC for your AccuRC issues. But we might have had that figured out, Javier. So, so we'll see. Also, he came across Muse. He was asking for an icon. I was selling. And I asked him if it was for the, if he was the same one you guys talk about, and he was. That was funny. So keep up the good work, guys. Cool. Thanks, Javier. Cool. Thanks for uh, writing in. Javier, get um, get you a not radiant. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> now he is like hardcore against. I know. That's why I like the aggravating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, man. Yeah, just keep flying. I see he keeps on. You know, he's still putting up them. Uh, the sim videos on his YouTube channel yeah. and stuff, so it's cool. cool. All right, people, Podbean. So do we? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Kevin really gets that information. I think we should just go through the comments. Let's just go comment. through the comments. Yeah. So you want to go through them? So you uh, think you can see yeah, them, right? sure. Did uh, I can't? I don't remember what you did last week though. I guess anything seven days ago you would have read, probably. Or seven days. Uh, did you read yeah, Mike so the, Welch? The, Mike, yes, we did read the okay, Mike Welch cool. the, the code. Yeah. Uh, five days ago, BVGHJ. It was Jericho Burn. Yeah, it was great to hear Ed's opinion on the hobby and also how things have been going. He was oh, this is a new name. I never, catching I don't up with Ed Johnson. Yeah. Um, Hobie, H-O-B-E-E. Yeah. Fantastic episode. Back to school with Todd Bennett. That's mm. an oldie but a goodie. Hell yeah. Here's another. He also commented that same episode. I really love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. It would be great to have Todd on another one of your shows. Yeah, just gotta basically coordinate schedules, and it's just been it's been kind of crazy this year. So yeah. Um, next week we are booked, and then a week after we're also booked. So you know, we got the. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> they'll probably hate me for this, but I'm gonna call them the dynamic duo. It's coming on next week. So if you want to know who those two guys are, <laughs> definitely come and tune, uh, in. tune in. Tune in for that. And then a week after, uh, we have our, one of our friends that we'll mention as we do the outro back on the show. You'll probably be able to guess who. But he's, uh, he's, he's always been a part of this podcast one way or another for a long time, from a long time ago. So. I guess let's just do our outro because, I don't know, fuck iTunes. We probably don't have any iTunes reviews. Nah, there's nothing anyway. <laughs> All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email or us not. at free... F- or not. Free f- <laughs> email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, please. Seriously, go there and like us. Yeah, like us. Like, Tell like, your, invite friends your friends to like us. Yeah, yeah. Like, Spread what are you waiting for? Come on. I'll I'll send you some stickers like a year later. Come on, it's worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rcpodcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.show. 
Say hi to Chris Rybert. Hi, Chris. Or talk to him in two weeks. Uh, let us know if you want us to add anything. And I probably won't do that either because I've fucking been slacking on the website too, man. I've been terrible with that. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, other than Flight Test Podcast, Free Forcey Podcast, and next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Pat and Mike. Yes. And David. Say hi to David. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Say hi to uh, Hill the Flyer, a.k.a. Yes. David Hill, for managing our forums for us. Uh, RCHeliHangouts.com forum on the RCHeliHangouts main section, podcast corner, Free Forcey Podcast, sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans Podcast. Walt Ned. Come on. We need some episodes. Come on, Walt. Uh, full Pitch Podcast. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Frank and Scott. Uh, Telerotor Podcast. Mike, Mike, and Rob. Mm-hmm. Our good friends at the BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. And High Voltage with... Bobby Watts. Yes. High Voltage. Yeah. He's got a new uh, one out. I, yeah, I, I hadn't got a chance to listen yet, but it looks cool. I did, I did. Yeah, it's it's the one with the the drones, the right? Drones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. I'm Bobby, late. if you're listening, fanboy. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, Bert and Kyle. This episode is over. Forty five minutes. Oh dang it! Yeah, we we tried. When will we? When will we learn? I know. When will we? Probably never. <laughs> no. No, we're stubborn old bastards. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening. Free our skies. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right.